My name is Cliff. I'm a compulsive overeater and grateful to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And thank you, God, for uh, inviting me into this uh, program of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, uh, I have... uh, um, God has an incredible sense of humor because I walked in on April 1st, 2007, um, you know, which was April Fool's Day, and it was the perfect the perfect thing for me. And God knew at that time, you know, I, I was doing, I weighed probably around 370, 375. My top weight was 385, but... Um, I had lost a little bit of weight doing uh, 100-mile bike rides, uh, marathons, and triathlons, Olympic distance triathlons, including one in uh, in Maui, which, uh, you know, with the fires and everything, it's, uh, uh, I, I just, you know, appreciate the memories of that. But God said, you know, Cliff, I know that you're willing to do whatever it takes, but that's not it. And he tricked me into going to an OA meeting on April 1st, 2007. I say tricked me because I had no intention. I didn't know I was a compulsive overeater. Uh, In fact, I just, you know, I I, I mean, when when people would say, you know, my name is X and I'm a compulsive overeater, what the heck is that? Even when I looked it up, I didn't understand it. And it's not until um, I was in this program uh, and committed to this program that I realized that I have been a compulsive overeater and will continue to be. Um, I just don't, uh, I don't feed the beast, if you will. And, um, you know, just to give you a little bit of background, um, I've, always uh i'd always been fairly heavy until actually probably when i was about six or seven i started gaining weight um i think that was in part to uh my uh baby brother being born um you know when i was no longer the youngest i was just the middle child and um then there was a uh you know before it was uh uh, noted there was a, uh, a bombing at an elementary school where I was, or near, in, not not at my elementary, but in the town where I was, uh, where I think a half a dozen people were killed, including a couple of teachers and a couple of students. And, uh, um, you know, so we didn't have counselors or anything like that. And, of course, we were all under the uh, I am. 70 years old now, um, grateful for that. Never thought I'd live that long, but uh, we didn't have counselors or anything else. And we were also going through, um, uh, you know, the the Cold War and ducking our heads under our, ta- under our desks and all those good things. And, you know, um, I lived in a lot of fear. Um, and, uh, you know, I ate over it. My family owned a uh, catering business. My grandparents had given us a, uh, uh, a line of credit at a delicatessen that was on the way home. 
and I availed myself of it. Um, and that was, and you got to realize, this is we're not in New York City. We're in Houston, Texas. All right, there are there aren't that many delis there, but one happened to be on the way home from school, and um, and I ate, and um, uh, I, you know, gained weight. My mother told me that, uh, who was also a compulsive overeater, but she had remarked much later in uh, uh, that I had. Uh, put myself on a diet when I was eight years old and lost 20 pounds, which for an eight-year-old, it's a lot of weight. And uh, But that was the only beginning of my uh, yo-yo dieting. And um, uh, my whole family, um, particularly the females, uh, but, but also my dad as well, was overweight. Um, my, um, let's see, we went on all sorts of different diets back then. There was Metrical, there was AIDS candies, AYDS. There were other things, you know, uh, when I was 12 years old, uh, the doctor prescribed bifetamins for me. I don't know how long I was on them, but uh, not very long. But bifetamins are today called Adderall. I just found that out few months ago, um, you know, when my my grandmother bought like a Stouffer table, which would basically vibrate your stomach, you put a weight on it, or you had those other vibrating things and, uh, to try to lose weight, you know, we're going to vibrate the, the weight off of you. Um, it didn't work. And uh, and when I was 12, my mother, my grandmother, and my sister all joined the health club, and they felt sorry for me, and they said, well, let's, we'll give you a free membership. And I used that membership for 50 years until they went bankrupt, uh, I think the second or third time. But um, I have uh, uh, I went through high school, you know, again, gaining weight. I do remember, you know, when 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 I was in like sixth grade, going into seventh grade, junior high, this girl who had lost weight over the summer and she really looked good, uh, and I thought, gee, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. But no, I couldn't even do that. Um, uh, went through went through high school. Um, I tell people I didn't go to high school. I went to the high school cafeteria where I hated the food, but I ate more of it. And uh, let's see, um, graduated high school, uh, didn't date, uh, didn't really know what any of that was about. Uh, actually, I ended up having to, uh, uh, our, you know, with, at, at that time, you know, we had a rebellious uh, high school and we weren't even going to have a high school prom. Not that anybody would have gone with me, but... Uh, uh, at the last minute, the principal went ahead and said, yes, you will have one. And I didn't have a date, so my sister's, one of her male friends, he loaned me his date, or his uh, girlfriend, uh, who was much older than me. So I didn't have that. Got to college, actually, I did go uh, go out. And the interesting thing was I was five foot ten when I graduated high school, 
I was six foot four after my first year of college. And you would have thought that would have been pretty cool, but uh, but I was off at college, and they thought I was on the football team, and I got to go through the uh, athletes buffet line, and and the only thing I remember about that was dessert, and the only other things I remember was going down to a snack bar and uh, being able to order whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, um, you know, but, but it still didn't deter me, and I made it through college. Uh, something, you know, that, I, that I've recently discovered is, you know, God was trying to tell me to do, you know, certain interesting things, things that might have appealed to me, but I, you know, dismissed them, uh, thinking that they wouldn't have been profitable, and, um, uh, you know, and that dealt with the, you know, uh, several different majors I could have had, but instead I, uh, I picked something that I didn't like, um, and I went to graduate school in that too, and, uh, and did that actually for 40 years. Um, but, uh, I got through graduate school, got through, uh, uh, actually got a, a postgraduate uh, uh, degree as well um, in something I didn't like, you know, but uh, um, I got married. I have uh, two daughters, um, a, uh, uh, and I've got four grandsons, Um but, uh, and I never would have had any of that. Uh, you know, I never would have lived to see any of it. Uh, but I, I remember uh, when my daughters were uh, 20 and 24, I had a dream. And I dreamt that I was lying in my grave and I was looking up and my daughters were looking down on me and they were crying, watching their father be buried at an early age. And I didn't remember that dream, barely remembered it until, you know, uh, four months later, I joined Overeaters Anonymous. And four months later, I had lost five minutes, 10 minutes. Ten minutes remaining. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and five years, excuse me, uh, four months later, I had lost 40 pounds and I had given up. You know, I didn't know about, you know, I gave up flour, sugar, sweeteners, and caffeine, you know, because uh, I was willing to do anything. I used to do all those things before, but I, and I, but I did them one at a time. I had never done them all at the same time, you know. Um, so I, uh, I did that. I weigh and measure my food. Um, you know, I, I, I really didn't drink alcohol anymore. You know, I wasn't I wasn't in AA mainly because, you know, uh, I got a cheaper drunk out of out of sandwich cookies or things like that. I could get those for fifty cents, and I'd have to pay five dollars for for alcohol. And uh, uh, but uh, let's see here. So I, after I did that, I remembered that dream like eight months later. And my waking vision in this program after having been clean for about four months was that no longer would my daughters see their father be buried at an early age, but that I would get to see my daughters get married. 
neither one of which was was engaged or dating seriously anybody. And I got to walk both of my daughters down the aisle. And as I said, uh, I have four grandsons. People say, you must be so proud having those grandsons. I said, no, I'm confused. I knew how to raise daughters. I do not know how to deal with uh, four rambunctious little boys. Um, You know, I have, uh, you know, God, I always forget, God removed 190 pounds from me. Now, I think I told you, I was was doing triathlons, marathons, and 100-mile bike rides, but I always have to say I quit exercising in order to lose weight. It takes time to prepare my food. I, I still do that, and it's been 16 years, and, um, and, and there's still a lot of things that go on. I mean, you know, it's life on life's terms. I've had some really horrible uh, experiences letting go and letting God, um, you know, that I've had to learn lessons from. Um, when we, we moved in the middle of the pandemic to be closer to one of our daughters, I really did not want to go, not at all. And uh, I went ahead, my wife wanted to. I figured, you know, look, uh, you know, she, she's, she's really good. You know, we've been married 42 years. Um, and uh, I, you know, and, and, and the first 25, you know, I'd say it was not like oil and water. It was more like gasoline in a lit match. But it's that's that's exaggerating it. But it was I, I was an angry person, you know. I didn't know who I was, and I got to find out. I got to meet me, you know, along the way, and and be the person that God had designed me for. Uh, I sort of feel like uh, uh, the world would be a better place, you know. I, I know I know I have this. Uh, allergic reaction to flour and sugar, sugar in particular. Sweeteners and caffeine to me are just, uh, they disrupt the natural rhythms of the body. I, you know, I know they don't have calories. And, you know, I ought to be able to eat those, but, but I don't want to uh, disrupt communication with God. This program is all about, you know, getting in and staying in fit spiritual condition. And if I take those things, I, I I don't think I would be in fit spiritual condition. And uh, I think the world, the world would be better without those items. You know, maybe, you know, and again, a lot of people resist that. I would have been resisting it too. But, you know, like I said, I had done my last desperate act was I was going to be an exercise bulimic. And I was going to, yeah, I, I mean, I... I was biking a hundred miles. I was swimming two miles. I was, you know, walking 26 miles and I didn't lose weight because they gave me permission to, uh, to binge eat, to carbohydrate load, to, to eat goo packs, which is just, you know, to me it was icing in a little pillow pouch. You know, all those things were instant energy, but I quit all that. And uh, and right now I have I have health issues. I remember one of the things though I was I was uh, I was concerned that uh, you know if I lost weight at a late stage I'd have stretch marks. Well, 
you know, it's true. But, you know, it's wreckage of the past. It's just my war. It's just my scars from the battles that, that I had been involved in. And, uh, you know, I do not have, you know, I, I had, I was borderline or maybe even diabetic. I was, uh, um, thank you. Five minutes. Thank you. I had, yes, I had, uh, uh, you know, I had high blood pressure. I had other things, you know, high cholesterol. All those things are, are, are normalized now, but I also had an irregular heartbeat. And uh, I've had it for over 30 years. And when we moved, I just went to go see a cardiologist just to, just to kind of establish a relationship. And he discovered that I had advanced heart failure. And they, uh, uh, you know, did a heart catheterization, figuring there'd be blockage. And the surgeon came out and he said, I wish my arteries looked as good as yours. There was no evidence of, of ever a heart attack. You know, uh, there was some enlargement, things like that. But, you know, I've gone through a number of different things to uh, uh, to try to improve it. It's not moving the needle, but I feel great. And the only reason I feel great is because I have this program. I am, I am doing what my creator, our creator, suggested to me. And that is I, I eat well. I don't eat the garbage you know, I work the steps. I mean, I tell people, you know, I make three phone calls a day. And personally, I believe that every outreach phone call I make is working all 12 steps. When I pick up the phone, I am admitting that I'm powerless and my life has become unmanageable. And when I dial your number, I am saying that there is a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. And at that very moment, it's you. And then when I don't hang up and I let it ring and I leave a voicemail or I talk to you, I, I have uh, made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. And usually in that conversation, we will talk about fear, resentment, selfishness, and dishonesty, wherever we happen to be doing it. And that's steps four and five, you know, and six and seven is just continuing to make all these phone calls and work this program demonstrating to God that I am entirely ready for him to remove my character defects. And one of the people who I hurt the most was that little boy that I didn't know how to, how to ask a question. I didn't know what I was doing. And I make living amends to him by staying in this program and doing what we do. Then that, so that takes care of eight and nine. And 10 is, we've already talked about fear, resentment, selfishness, and dishonesty. And 11, it, when, when I am listening to you, I am meditating on what you have to say. Uh, when I am speaking, I hope that it's a prayer that God, that God hears, that somebody else hears, that it makes a difference. And uh, 12, who better? Who better to talk to than one food addict talking to another food addict, sharing their experience, strength, and hope. And uh, I was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they, they put in a defibrillator. I had wonderful conversations with people. I had, you know, I drove my wife to a, a medical appointment, you know, that's three hours away, you know, and, uh, you know, I brought my food with me. I just, I don't leave that to chance. 
And even if I did leave it to chance, I'm not. I'm, I would find a way that God would direct me in terms of what my eating should be at that point. But, um, you know, when I, um, when I came into this room, I was a mess. I really was, and I didn't even know it. And frankly, um, I'm still a mess, but I'm a better mess. I'm a lot less messier than I was. Um, I, I sort of look at the fact when I walked into this room, you know how you have a uh, candle and, uh, and you blow out that candle and you see that wisp of smoke go up and then you look back at the candle in the wick and there's a little orange ember at the end on that wick. That was me when I walked into the room. I was just a little orange ember waiting to go out. And it was only in this room that the fellowship started gently blowing on that little orange ember. And God was blowing too until they blew that little orange ember back into full flame. People don't understand. How in the heck can I feel so good? How can I do all this stuff and have all these issues? They don't know God. They really don't. Thank you. And uh, and I know, I know that in this program, you know, I, for me anyway, uh, you know, a candle, a little orange ember cannot light its own path in a very dark room. But a, a, a candle at full flame can light not only its path, but it can light the path of others. And I hope that maybe there's something I might have said that helps light your path, that sparks you to keep working this program. Whatever avenue you're using, never give up because there is something out there that will work one day at a time. And with that, I will pass. I do thank you and thank you, God, for this program.